You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I thank you, as always, for joining me. Episode 51 of this glorious and illustrious podcast. We had a little bit of a hiatus, per se, due to the fact that my dog chewed up valuable and essential cords to this uh, podcast setup and production. You know, this is on me. Honestly, you know, shouldn't have, shouldn't have left them, uh, you know, in the old canines sites. Uh, you know, I got to know better. I got to be better. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a page out of Sirianni. I'm going to be accountable on this one. This Everything around here has my name on it. And, you know, if something doesn't perform or doesn't do well, it's on me. So, you know, uh, obviously we got to be better. We're going to talk about Mr. Sirianni. We're going to talk about the Sixers. We're going to talk about the Flyers who are off to a hot start and have looked good so far early on in the season. Uh, not much bait. I mean, they're obviously the World Series is going on, but in Philadelphia, it's, uh, you know, a sad, sad time watching our division rivals and the team we were playing in a huge series with in September, uh, you know, tied 1-1 in the World Series right now and, had, you know, beat, took down the Dodgers in a seven-game series, which hats off to them. that They've played incredible. The moves they made at the deadline have proven to be absolute steals. Uh, Eddie Rosario is unbelievable. Got him for Pablo Sandoval in cash. You know, I, 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 Philly. That seems like the the thing that has held held the Phillies back in recent years, and um, among other things, is the fact that when we do go to the deadline, and you know, we we kind of essentially sit on our hands and don't make a move. Uh, you know, or we're not able to find value moves like that where you get a guy and he actually comes in here and performs well above the value that you gave up for him. Enough baseball. Let's move to more positive things, of course. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Sirianni, and gardening 101 that occurred yesterday at yesterday's press conference. It's one of those things that got all the national sort of shows and the people who aren't really just focused on us to talk about, and it's never good when they're in there joking. And I mean, we, we very quickly turned into a, the la- one of the laughing stocks of the NFL. I don't even care to go through the whole game. Like, I, I usually go and break it down. I mean, they looked great the first possession. They pounded the rock with Miles Sanders, lined up under center, which been screaming about on here for a long time. And then he goes down with, a, uh, like, a freak ankle injury, which thankfully it's not, uh, like, a broken ankle or something that's going to keep him out or season ending or anything of that nature. And, and, and he just, as soon as that happened, the whole game shifted. His whole game plan changed. He, he no longer, I think they ran under center one time after that, or if that's not the number, it was very little. I, I remember the, I remember hearing the stat after the game, and it's, it, it's again, mind, mind blowing. My, and not even in a good way. It's just, you can't, mind melting, I should say. I can't understand why we keep doing this. He finally was getting Miles the ball. That's that's the sad part of, uh, in this all. And maybe he doesn't trust Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. Obviously, he doesn't trust them that much. So the run game was, yeah, the the run game as I I like you know the traditional run game was eliminated pretty much. It was left to Jalen Hurts to try and figure figure stuff out. Just continue to you know roll right or. 
have a progression or an RPO where it, the, the timing's off and he misses Devontae Smith behind him or Smith, can, uh, you know, he can't make a contested catch. People, people, it's just, it's getting ugly all around. People are getting upset. They're going to keep, they're going to look around, look for someone to blame, look for every, look, look for anyone to blame, honestly. And, and uh, no matter who you are, you're going to be called out. Devontae Smith, welcome to Philadelphia, my friend. They're already questioning your abilities six games, seven games into the season now. Jalen Hurts has shown that he, you know, maybe he's just not that good. It's set. We're seven games in. Obviously, we another thing we've talked about just the the evaluation period and how this season is just a test for both the coach and the quarterback. And now there's already talk of Gardner Minshew going in there to maybe get a actual realistic look at the coach. Because we can't tell who whose fault this really is right now when it comes to the offense's inability to move the rock on a consistent basis. I mean, the defense is the defense. They they are one of the softest defenses I can think of and remind me of old Billy Davis, the offense that we, or the defense that we were running in those years with Chip. I mean, and even his defenses wasn't, or defenses weren't this fucking soft. We are a soft, soft, soft team. All around, we kind of, we kind of get bullied. We, and the one time we kind of let our offensive line get going, we looked like a legit team. That drive was was incredible. One of the best drives I've seen all, all season long. I was so fired up. And, and it just it quickly evaporated. The ball barely touched the ground. Barely. Ball barely touched the ground for the for the Raiders. You know, I you can just, I can sit here. I, I, I think I could sit here honestly and complain all day long uh, about what what's what's been going on with this. That this team, this season so far, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, the defense, have all been disappointing. And we are rounding up, we're getting close to that midway point. And in this evaluation season, it's been, it's not getting better. And this week coming up right here on, th- on Sunday is like an Armageddon sort of situation for, for the, the coaching staff, just everyone involved. The Eagles cannot lose to the Detroit Lions this week for their own sake, for their own PR sake, for Sirianni's sake. It's going to be hard to sell. I mean, he's not going to be fired right now. It's not going to happen. But end of the season, if you come to the team and we are maybe 3-14, and 4-13, four, four and 13, maybe they win five games, you know? it's a Obviously, we'll all depend on how it looks, but it's going to be hard to come come back to co- to uh, to Jeffrey Lurie's office and at the end of the season when they do that that conversation and they talk about it and they evaluate what's been going on it's going to be hard to sell to the fan base and hard to sell to the owner and hard to sell to anyone that you really helped this team get better or we progressed i think the big thing is we're going to have to see Jalen Hurts become a better quarterback and maybe it, it, maybe it just doesn't week weekend and week out we really don't See that improvement. He's shown minor flashes here and there. Fourth quarter in Carolina. Great game against the KC uh, Chiefs. You know, great. He was awesome against Atlanta. But other than that, it's been flashes. Flashes of the ability to play uh, play at a high level at this level. But the, the, 
the real, the good quarterbacks, the franchise quarterbacks are able to sustain that or at least, you know, put some points on the board or move, move the ball. It just doesn't, something is off here missing. I can, I, much easier when you're able to blame one, one party or the other. I don't know who's getting screwed here. I don't know if Sirianni's offense sucks so much that they that Jalen Hurts can't they can't get an accurate depiction of what kind of a quarterback he is. But also maybe maybe Jalen Hurts is fucking up Sirianni's offense. I I I just can't I I, I don't know. And what I, I'll tell you where I lean though, I lean that. This is no way is a defensive Sirianni because I don't think he's a good coach anyway. But I do think that Jalen Hurts is not running the offense or, or not running it to its highest capabilities due to his inability to r- run through progressions or stay in the pocket or accurately pass or just all of the above. So uh, this game in Detroit this week, we're on the road. I believe it's a three-point uh Vegas line. I'm seeing Eagles three and a half here on the road. And this is a Lions team who have battled with some of the best. I mean, they just got done a game where they were going toe-to-toe with the, you know, the almost just said the Detroit Lions with the Los Angeles Rams. Maddie Stafford and the boys were able to get the win, but they, they were not out of that game the way we were out of that game on Sunday. So if you're worried or if you, you're really confident that the Eagles are going to come out and take care of business on, on Sunday, you know I think, you're, I think you're delusional. I think this is absolutely a toss-up game. Uh, just, ba- just purely based off the way we've played, if we're not going to have Miles Sanders, we have people calling out the defensive coordinator, we have all, all sorts of just craziness happening left and right, and this guy... Who I'm now I'm, I'm gonna play the clip of Sirianni talking about the fucking plants growing underneath the soil, and, and we're gonna see what you know. If these guys are, if you're sitting in that locker room listening to this guy, tell me if this is something that you can get behind. Jack Stoll or the the third string, fourth string tight end. That guy's out here telling me, oh well, the, this guy Sirianni just knows where what to say, what to do, how to get you know how to get a, the boys fired up. Come on, man. I mean, they, they get everybody going in there. You know, I think, you know, regardless what he's talking about, he finds a way to get everyone going and, you know, everyone buys in at all those stories. And, you know, regardless of, you know, how he says it, he, he just has a way of getting everyone going and, you know, everyone buys in. And so, you know, the same I don't thing have twice. anything else to compare it to at this level, but that's the kind of head head ball coach I want is someone who can rally the troops and really get up. All right. I'm not, I don't want to kill this guy. He's just – he's being a good soldier. But – uh, you know, I, let let pair that. All right, what he just said with with what Sirianni says here. Uh, you know about the plants. You all heard it, but I I, I haven't actually heard him. I read it. I didn't he, I didn't listen to it just because I wanted to listen to it live on here. So here he is. Here's the message to the team. Gonna there's got to be a message that I have to keep everybody to keep everybody together and to keep everybody. Um, to, it's really it's that together and keep everybody sticking to the what what we really want to do and that's like, I kind of this is what I said to the team today Howard is that I said right that that you know the results aren't there right now but what's going on here is is that there's growth under the soil I, I, I put a picture oh, yeah. of a, a flower up right and that oh it's, boy it's the, oh man there there it is all right the boys the, the room probably went nuts 
when the flower popped up on the screen. Right, and that it's and it's coming through the ground, and the roots are growing out, and the yeah. roots, and the roots are continuing to grow out, and everybody wants to see results. Shoot, we nobody wants to see results more than us, right? We want to see results too, but it's really important that that the the foundation is being built, and that the the roots are growing out, and the only way the roots grow- this would make sense if we actually were growing something, if we felt like there was any sort of progress as opposed to we seems like our team is going in the opposite direction the opposite of growth which is like death so we are just wilting away and our roots are not we don't really have a great foundation nick i I don't maybe maybe it's under this i can't say it maybe i'm just you know i don't get it grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow they grow better as if that we all put our we all water we all fertilize we all he has like a fryer tuck hoodie on by the way while wearing this or while saying this nonsense all do our part each each individual each individual coach each individual player each everybody in in the building that we do our part to water to make sure that when it does pop out it gotta water every single day Every single day, rent is due, and you have to water the plants. Those are the two things. It, it really, it really pops out, uh, pops out, and it grows. And so that was my message today. And so there's all I'm always, I, like I said to you guys before, I'm always thinking of different messages to give to the team. Um, that either messages that I think that really fit to the situation. Yup, like you know, Iverson crossovers and, and plants growing under the soil and hungry dogs. That I've gotten before in a situation um, from another head coach, or that I've that from my dad, or whatever. And Nothing involving our offense being more efficient. I'm jo- I'm joking, of course. I know that. I I know that they are probably they're trying hard, man. They're trying to get better. Okay, I, I'm just having a little fun here, but it's a little fucking ridiculous at this point. We're still doing this. Interview after interview, we're just still babbling on about all this different shit that has nothing to do with what's going on on the field. We have to see progress. We have to see someone or something getting better. Got what? Whatever it has to be, or whatever it is, we have to. There just has there has to be a change. We have to look forward. We have to get better. We have something. Definition of insanity. Each week, we do this at each week. If we lose to Detroit. So that was my message today because uh, we are going through tough times and everybody wants to see results. And, and, the, and But just keep doing what we're doing. Keep watering. Keep And, and look at yourself first and, and know if are you, are you watering and are you fertilizing every day. So when it's time to pop, it'll pop. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Are you got? That's gonna. I'm gonna use that every day now. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Are you watering? And are you fertilizing? If you're doing, if you're not doing those two things, you're not holding your, you're not pulling your fucking weight." This guy has every analogy or coach speak in the book. He just continues to talk, 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 and thinks that that's gonna like confuse the people. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think. He, I guess he has no other choice. I do, I, I do feel bad for the guy because he seems like a nice guy, but he is not doing his job. And, you know, we need... We, it's not even a, a result. I was about to say, like, we need results, but 
I need something to hold on to. I need to see that you are growing as a coach. Maybe he showed us a little bit with you know running the ball and, and learning that maybe his way or the way they've been doing things is not the only way that they can do it and they can grow a little bit. That's that's That was a good sign. But they went right back to their old ways. The defense showed the worst version of themselves, the softest version of themselves, and... Now you're in you're you're in a situation where you're you're looking off into, into the abyss, into the cold darkness, and if you lose this weekend, you're talking about it's all draft talk from here on out. Evaluating this, evaluating that, any of these quarterbacks that you want, will we fire Sirianni? It'll be all those conversations, especially it, you know if they lose this weekend and how it's going to be if they lose to an O and seven, O and seven football team. So. What do they, what do we do? What, what, what what's going to be the result? We'll see. Obviously, I I don't like the way I I don't feel good. I'll tell you that right now. I don't I do not feel good at all. It is a real murky situation on the road against a team. Obviously, although in seven, not not your traditional horrific zero and seven. I I I think the this team definitely is deserving of at least one win. Uh, they they've had field goals kicked on them at the end of the game. They've been their coach has been crying after, and you know uh, somehow it seems like they they are trending in the right direction, and we're trending in the wrong direction. They don't even have a win yet. They probably feel like this is one of their best chances to get a win. Good thing for us is they do not have a good defense, and we could maybe move the ball against them. It's going to be more of the the old offense, I would say. You're not going to. See, I I just think you're not going to see a lot of running uh, through the tackles. Maybe they get a little bit more of Jordan Howard going on. I assume he will be on the on the roster on Sunday, but you know who am I? And who are we, honestly? Because we've all been calling for the run game for weeks now, and once we got it, it worked, and then they stopped doing it because somebody got hurt. So, I I do hope we see a little bit more or a little bit of Jordan Howard this week, just to mix it up. I I guess it would be so predictable when you see them coming to the game, you'll know what they're going to do. Maybe they can use uh, Boston Scott a little bit if they feel more confident with him. It doesn't seem like they love running it with Kenny Gainwell. He's great out of the backfield, great with the hands, great catching the ball. Uh, you can line him up out wide every once in a while. Maybe bring him back in. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll let we'll let the you know maybe maybe that's part of the of the foundation and the soil that's been the growing. So hopefully this weekend we get to see a uh, it sprouts a little bit and pops as uh, coach would say. I I wouldn't I don't feel con- I'm not I don't you know I don't make picks on the game obviously but I I don't this I just don't feel good. I hope that they prove me wrong, and that we can just feel better about the team going into this week. It does it's not going to be a bang your chest we beat the lions sort of situation, but I don't want to feel. Like, we are this absolute joke. And if you're in the Fire Sirianni camp, and uh, I'm not in either one yet, because I still think we have, we're going to suck anyway. We might as well just see what, what we're going what we're going with here. But it doesn't look good. I'm trending in that direction. Don't get me wrong. But if you want him gone, this is a good weekend for you if they lose. Because if they lose, 
I don't think he's going to be fired immediately, but like I said already, it's it's going to be something that they hold against them at the end of the season to come evaluation time. I don't know how Howie will continue to stay, but we've been saying that for years. So I, I just operate under the mindset that Howie is part of ownership and he will be here forever. Let's move it on because I, I can't take any more birds. I can't believe I even spent that much time on them, but I had a lot of demons to expel from all the nonsense that continues to go on each week. And, and I didn't even talk about Fletcher saying he doesn't get paid to play screens, which is an all-time line. And we love Fletch and everything, but you know you just can't say that. The, the guys were roasting the defensive coordinator. And they are saying essentially that the, the defense isn't tailored to the players that it has. And I wouldn't, I would not tell them that they're wrong. And I just, it's never, it's never, never, never good when this kind of stuff is out in the public and being circulated to the media and not even like sneaking out through like, you know, sources or anonymous, this anonymous, that and they're just telling it to you straight to the camera. You so you know who it's coming from. I don't get paid to play screens. I don't know. I don't understand why I'm doing that. I get paid to sack the quarterback. Right or wrong, if that's how you feel. I mean, this stuff should be... Uh, Sirianni did, did say on, the, I believe, uh, Angelo's show, yeah, it absolutely should be in-house. You, 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 the, the, but that's a sign of the, the leadership and the lack of respect that the older guys, the veterans, have for Sirianni. They've been here. They've seen a lot. They've seen a lot of different shit. Guy like Fletcher has seen a lot of these different defenses. I talk about Billy Davis. He was here, and Billy Davis was here. So he's, play, he's played 4-3. He's played 3-4. You'd obviously rather him not say that, but if he's being honest. I'd rather, I'd rather have honesty than anything else. Not great for Sirianni, but maybe that's what we need. You know, maybe he really thinks all of this is, you know, J- John Gannon, who we were going to be worried about if he was going to get taken by another guy uh, for a head coaching job. But Jim Swartz, they were always worried that he's going to get hired by someone to, you know, coach their team. never happened. And, and I don't see any in the near reasonable future how Jonathan Gannon's defense it gets lands him a nice, uh, nice job somewhere. Uh, I don't think we'll have to worry about that. This is a real make-or-break week. And the same way that we were talking about week two, how if they won against the 49ers at home, it was going to be you know no way that we could temper expectations and tell people not to think things going into that Dallas game. And obviously we've been humbled much more since then. This is the opposite kind of game. If we lose this game... I can't hold people back from any sort of negative take or thing they have to say. It, it'll it be draft time, and you can say how he's the one making the pick, how we feel. I, I don't feel any sort of – I mean, you can just – if you're drafting that high, you you kind of get lucky. You know, you get, these guys are so good. There's so many – I mean, we obviously could fuck it up. That would be the most Eagles thing ever. But we, you know – the higher the higher you are, the more the less of a the probability that you pick a bust. I would say. How he picked Lane Johnson, you know, obviously that was a group effort and whatnot. So I I don't really want to talk about all that to be honest. I I just I don't care to talk about Howie. I I've done it a million times. It's so tired and old until they fire him. I, I you know I like I said I consider him part of of ownership. 
And you can't, you don't sit there and complain about Jeffrey Lurie getting fired because it's not going to happen. It's not possible. Howie Roseman may eventually get gated as a front or a cover-up for Jeffrey Lurie's misdeeds, but make no mistake about it, obviously, this is all coming from the top. It's all running down. And the... The kind of head coach that they've picked shows you that, you know, whether puppet or not, he he just doesn't. Our our team has no identity whatsoever. Whole organization has no identity whatsoever. So, I think I think yeah, I think I've said all my thoughts is what I think, and oh, I, I just. I hope we win. I really, I, I'm still a fan. I, I want to win. I don't want to be an embarrassment, no matter what the stakes or costs are at this. It's too early in the season for me to be looking at the draft and just saying, all right, well, worry about next year. And I, I don't want to worry about next year if the this is the if this is the foundation and the roots that we have. If Sirianni is going to be molding this next quarterback or molding the next group crop of talent or if, if how he's even going to be picking them. I don't even want to think about any of that. I just want to beat the Lions this week. And then if we lose the Lions this week, then maybe maybe the thing that will make us feel good is the fact that uh, Nick Sirianni is going to get fired and that if Howie's the one who picked him, you know, maybe he gets fired. Doubt it. Doubt it. So maybe we'll get there when we get there. Let's talk Sixers who got handled by the Knicks. On Tuesday night, one twelve ninety nine. It wasn't the game wasn't even close from about the first quarter on. Honestly, Joel did not look good. It just our our whole team doesn't look good. They completely collapsed against Brooklyn at the end of the game, which is uh, Hawk series esque, and really did bring back the old memories and the 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 negative thoughts. I I will say and. It's it's going to be a tough season if you're a Sixers fan. It's going to be a tough season to be emotionally invested and to ride or die with the, these guys on any given night. The one good thing I will say is Tobias Harris has looked pretty good so far, and the ball's in his hands a lot more, especially the other night against the Knicks. It was, and I believe he had twenty three nine and nine, which is a you know awesome night. The Ben Simmons saga continues to rage underneath the the surface with mental health and back stiffness and everything and you can I'm not going to be the one to argue whether it's real or fake or any of it's it doesn't really matter at this point um and in the mental health aspect uh you know I know it's never good to question anyone and I'm I'm not going to be the guy to do that anyway but I do believe that there there is you can't tell me or anyone else that there's not a mental health situation or mental health problem involved when you're not willing to shoot a basketball in a basketball game, when you're when you're a basketball player and you become that fearful and scared and shrink in the moment, you know maybe. Uh, and I'm not even saying this as like a joke. It, it, maybe he does have some things that he needs to work out, and I hope, I you know, and I'm glad they're going to give him some time to figure this out. Maybe we can rectify this until we're able to move him and whatnot. I don't. I just. I never think that there's going to be a conclusion to this where he comes back and happily ever after plays for the team but I do hope that we can all get the resolution that we're looking for Joel on the other hand 
has been a uh, disappointment so far. I will say uh, I made a comment on last one. It's the truth. Uh, I do believe his uh, he's looked better uh, in the aspect of ball handling and his a uh, little bit more of uh, you know not like a point center, but a little bit more running of the offense and a little bit more uh, just he uh, just looks his skills look a little sharper. Uh, in his offensive game, like they are, they do every year. But the disappointing thing has been the shape that he's in. Seemingly, he's not. I mean, obviously, he's not playing a lot of minutes. You know, that we're gonna. Uh, and the knee continues to be a thing. Uh, we thought maybe uh, off season would make make the knee better, or we would hopefully not. That wouldn't be a continual topic of conversation on a night in and night out basis. But here we are. And it looks like it's diminishing his play severely. So I don't know what the answer to this is, whether it's to... He needs... Uh, obviously, the surgery that's been talked about, that's not in the in the question, or that's not something that they're looking to do. So there has to be a, a another way. Or maybe he sits out a couple weeks and lets it rest. Or, or I don't know what it is, but it's not good that we're this early on in the season and he's already it looks uh beleaguered or hampered by it by by the knee and 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 with him being the one that's going to have to carry the team and being our uh, our engine our everything if he's not there we we are uh, we are absolutely screwed maxi uh you know i I've, i would say I'm a little disappointed in the way that Doc has used him or the the way that the offense has been structured to run through, you know, the, the two stars, obviously. But it just, I, I think if you're going to have Maxi play point guard, I think you're going to, you need to use his abilities and his, you know, put the ball in his hands to put it on the floor and to get to the hoop or, you know, make the, make the pass to a, a shooter in the corner like Curry or just let him play point guard. Because these other guys aren't playing point guard. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. Not long term. This team obviously has a ton of talent. They're going to beat a majority of the teams in this league. So that means you're going to have a good record. A good enough record. But we look a few steps behind the upper echelon of the league. And even the two New York teams are better than us. They've shown... At least this construction of our team. And we have a weak bench. And the weak bench is caused by the fact that we have a huge hole in our starting lineup. From a guy who's making in the, in the you know, 30 millions per year. He's not here. He's not playing. That's a huge hole in the team. Once that situation is rectified, whether he, I, I hope he doesn't come back to play. Uh, that's just my own personal thing. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the show with. Him being booed and the whole him talking to the media. And I do eventually think he's going to have to explain himself. But it, to me, I don't care anymore. I may have cared a couple weeks ago, but now I, I'm more, I'm focused on this team and, and trying to win a championship here in Philadelphia with the Sixers, man. And I don't think he wants to be here. I don't think he's going to help us. So, you know, sooner rather than later, I hope he is shipped off. And I understand the whole waiting this long or that long and getting the guy that you want and getting the guy you don't want, whatever the, you know, this, this amount of players become available on the December 15th and this guy, whatever. Okay. I understand all that as a fan, 
as somebody who wants to see this team succeed, the quicker we get rid of him, the better off we are. I'll keep screaming and banging my chest about this. I've been doing it on Twitter and and whatnot. Uh, the Woj report that they didn't even call, they haven't called this, the Nets about Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie Irving's a headache in himself, and he's a free thinker or whatever. Whatever. We're never gonna. We're not gonna make a better deal than get Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. I don't know whether they would want to do it. I don't even think they would. You know, what I'm saying all that different stuff. But I, the report was that we had not even reached out or contacted them. I, I, I can't understand that. I, I think we should be scouring the league, try to figure out what his real value is, and then if you don't like it, come back later. So. I, I just can't understand why we wouldn't want Kyrie Irving. Maybe, you know, obviously there's more baggage to that and whatnot, but Ben Simmons, you know, he has his own uh, problems. It's not, not off the court, I'm saying more on the court. You know, his problems, once he's traded and, you know, for the, for the large majority of his career, he's always shown up to work and he's, for the most part, always healthy. You know, he whatever health situations he deals with, he comes back from them as quickly as he possibly can, and you know he missed the playoffs the one year. He had, he's had a little back, you know. He's he's had some injuries, but when he's out there, he's out there and he's playing at a hundred percent. He doesn't really have the nagging injuries the way uh, Joel Embiid does. So if you're you're getting him, you're getting somebody who's going to show up to work all the time for the most part. You know, I, and I feel like an asshole saying that because he's not showing up to work now. But we we know what the big the the large overarching problem with him is is he doesn't trust or you know have love for the Sixers anymore and they necessarily don't have love for him anymore so I assume he gets traded he goes to a Nets I don't know if he'd be able to fit in or would like to play in a a situation like that where the ball's not really in his hands but maybe I, I, I do believe he probably would thrive on a team like that where he's not asked to score and do all that stuff he can just play defense help facilitate attack the rim every once in a while and you know, and I, I don't know if the Nets would really want to do that, obviously. Uh, but Kyrie's not playing right now, and he's not going to play anytime soon, it seems. So it's a lot, just a lot of crazy situations going on. Sixers play the Pistons tonight. There's two and two right now, the record. But more fun to talk about the possibilities rather than what's really going on on the court in the day to day. Discussions on how how this team is because beating the Pistons, beating the Thunder, they don't do nothing for me. I'm sorry, it just you know I, I don't really get excited about it. It is what it is. I just want I want our team to be healthy. I want our team to look as good as possible, and we have to beat teams that are on our level, or you know, or at least compete with teams that are better than us. And we competed with the Nets and the Knicks. We were not even in that game for the most part. So that has to change. On a more positive note, uh, let, let's go bring it to Brawl, dude. How about our Flyers, our Philadelphia Flyers? 3-1-1 one one on the year, baby. Sixth in the Metropolitan Division. And they'll be able to jump up the standings with a back-to-back tonight against the Vancouver Canucks, who... They lost to in open, the opening night in a shootout, and their only other losses against the Panthers, two high-quality teams in the NHL. 
and it's an opportunity. You know, they they had a big win last night in Edmonton against a team that a lot of people believe is a very good team out west. I've been impressed with my Flyers so far. Cam Atkinson has proven to be a huge addition uh, in comparison to you know addition over Jake Voracek, who was a great player here for a long time, but. The Flyers have always missed. Uh, they seemingly have a, a, in my opinion, a bunch of table setters, and they never had a guy to actually, you know, cook the meal. All right, put the puck in the fucking net. For you know, I'm not going to be Sirianni here with the metaphors. Atkinson has been awesome. The defense has looked solid, and Carter Hart has, it's you know, he's been solid. So I'm looking for. I, I love. I'm. Flyers are a must-watch every night for me. Uh, I I watch them all, obviously, but the must-watch in my mind is when I'm actually legitimately excited to see what the team does tonight. You know, oh, can we win tonight? Here we go. Sixers are at the point where it's it kind of hurts to watch them because I I've seen what we were last year and what like just as as late as that game six and what we are now, what Joel looks like right now. We just, you know, it's just so disappointing. But my my Flyers uh, look great. They have a chance, obviously, to jump up the standings tonight. And the standing, it's too early to look at the standings, but I need something to hold on to. I need something to root for. And my my Flyers are the only thing right now. The 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 warm my warm orange heart. That's the only thing that keeps me happy and excited for the Philadelphia sports. And on the on the off chance that Ben Simmons is traded, then I will feel I'll feel great. I will be watching the a great Philly sports night tonight. Back to back games, seven and ten o'clock. So enjoy enjoy tonight if you're able to catch the nightcap. I will I will have the breakdown for you Monday. I believe we will do another hot take hotbox Philly sports podcast. And tomorrow, we will, you should expect a Shoulder Strike MMA podcast with some UFC breakdown and picks for the free card on ESPN Plus this weekend. It is an absolute banger of a card. Uh, and Fight Island Abu Dhabi, Jan Blahovich, Glover Teixeira, you know, it's a, it's a nice card for a free situation. You're going to get to see a lot of high-quality fights, guys with big potentials, Interim title fights between you know the the suppose the real champion and the guy who's absolutely capable of beating that guy, and the uh, the Yamblahovich is a legit two hundred five title fight between two older older gentlemen who've absolutely grizzled veterans. So I'm not going to get too much into it. I'll, I'll I'll save it all for tomorrow. The Phillies. I said there was nothing really to talk about. I wanted to make sure I touched on everything before I call it quits here, and I think I have, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you as always for joining me. Feel free to comment, subscribe, do it whatever you can to support. I always appreciate it. I see it all, so it, it keeps me motivated, keeps me going. And like I said, thank you for joining me, listening to me, 